Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the FWWC tonight. Sit back, relax, and let us take you on a fantastic ride. Ladies and gentlemen, the FWWC tonight starts in five. Four, three, two, one. Enjoy the ride. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the FWWC Universe. That's right, we are back again. Uh, I am Curtis Black, the general manager of the FWWC Blue Brand and one half of your co your host tonight. Um and it's gonna be the FWWC tonight episode one twenty six. Um and in just a moment here I am gonna go ahead and bring on my co host Marcus Mayhem. But before we do, I do want to go ahead and thank our sponsors, the Russell Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Another absolutely fantastic show uh last night. I can't Speak enough uh, for what Joe and Renee do every Wednesday, um, and obviously you know, you have your choice uh, now with the wrestling wars that are going to go on on Wednesdays. And I'm going to go ahead and throw it to them that they are coming out uh, wing as well. Last night they had Shane Jones, Victor Cortez, and Fred Yehi on the show. Absolutely killer show. I cannot recommend it enough. If you did not catch it live, uh, make sure you go catch the replay. And next week, uh, they have WOW Women of Wrestling taking over both guests next week. Uh, So make sure you are checking that out. It is going to be another killer show. I know they kill it every week. Um, So make sure you are there and the right choice on Wednesday night, and that is Russell Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Uh, but before we get going any further here, allow me to go ahead and bring on my co-host. Uh, he is the general manager of Rod Brand, none other than Marcus Mann. Marcus, how are you doing this evening? Yo, 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 what's going on? Uh, all I got to say is, after the wild, wild, wild apocalypse pay-per-view that the FWWC held. We have a lot to get into. You know, a lot of people wanted to know what are the results of, <clears throat> excuse me, the match between yourself and Mata because that was by far one of the most anticipated matches of the year. So I can't wait oh, to get yeah. into that and all the extra fun we, we got in store for you guys. So can't wait to get into it. Oh yeah, and I mean we we've had you know brand battle stuff coming down and, and results from the brand battle. We we've got a lot to discuss, but um, as it is a post pay per view show, and again uh, a special post pay per view show, as this is the first time we've had our own 
custom pay-per-view, we are going to go ahead and spend probably the first at least half of the show uh, discussing what down in Apocalypse, and we would love to hear from you guys um, so you guys know the number. But if you don't, it is 657-383-1521. Go ahead and give us a call. We'd love to hear from you guys. But, Marcus, I'm going to go ahead and let you kick us off here uh, with our first matches from FWBC Apocalypse. Well, the first match we're going to get into was the Battle at Crystal Lake match. Now, we talked to Douglas James last week, and, you know, we both were talking to him about, you know, why in the hell would you want to go to Voorhees' place? Why do you want to go to Crystal Lake of all places? Instead of going to a neutral spot, you want to go to where he's most comfortable. And Douglas James pretty much said, you know what, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to put my foot up Voorhees' ass, and I'm going to win the match. And that's exactly what Douglas James did. He came out with a huge win at Voorhees' own house. So that's, that's saying a lot. If a man that daring and that bold goes to someone like Voorhees and kicks his ass at his own place, Douglas James got some big balls for that. Uh, 100%. And, you know, we were, you know, I think – almost at rightfully and admittedly trying to talk him out of it last week. And, and he was confident. He knew, you know, what he was doing. He, he felt very strong about, you know, his feelings going in. And, and clearly he had reason to because, because he, I'll, I'll say he pulled off the upset of the year so far um, and, and actually even walking out, uh, let alone coming out with the victory. So uh, congratulations there. We are going to go ahead and jump over uh, to the blue brand to cover our first of 11 matches that we had. Um, and we're going to start off with uh, a hell of a match. And honestly, uh, a outcome not really surprised to see, but, but given one of the individual's history with, let's say, non-conventional matches, um, it's a little surprising. And that was the Inferno match we saw uh, with, between Funky Flex and El Luchador to Kansas City. Obviously, for those unfamiliar, to win an Inferno match, you do have to set your opponent on fire. Um, there have been a lot of animosity building between Funky and El Luchador after Luchador had, you know, stolen a victory on him. Um, and in the end, we did see Funky... Um, a El Luchador uh, to win the match. Funky's been involved in some interesting matches here over the last week. Um, you know, you you yourself have seen what he was involved in on Red Brand, and then you know you have him involved in this on Blue. Um, you know, barring what we'll discuss here in a little bit regarding you know Funky's uh, outcome of the evening, uh, your thoughts on on that match and just kind of generally the kind of night that Funky Flex had uh, going in. I gotta say, man, I mean, ever since he's won the Warrior Star Championship, he has really, really held up to that title. I mean, the man's been on fire, and, you know, like you uh, just said, I'm gonna piggyback off of that. He had one hell of a night. I mean, he cleaned house. Everywhere he went, everywhere Funky went, he cleaned house, and he put down everybody that was put in front of him. No, one hundred percent. And and it was either you know, whether he was, you know, facing off against, you know, like I said, a luchador or the multiple matches that he was involved in on red, uh, he just continued uh to do what he needed to do. Hell, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it, you know, the way he pulled off, uh you, you should have put him in that trios match because 
we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later, but but maybe you guys would would have fared a little better here. But um, I do want to just go ahead and let uh, we do have a few callers on hold here. We are going to go ahead and start bringing you guys in here momentarily. Um, just intern Tim, he's got a little uh, behind the scene work here to do. Uh, but is there a specific you wanted to go discuss your next markets from the red brand? Well, I do want to talk about one match that Funky was in. And, you know, it was another surprise win, which put him against Battlecat and Mr. Remy. And it was a tale of, you know, another home field advantage for Battlecat. And Funky went in there and took care of business in the jungle. So you got Douglas James taking care of Voorhees at Crystal Lake at his home. You go to Battlecat territory, and Funky comes out with a win there. So it was a lot of upsets here. There was, and and I do think it's uh you know it's coincidental and maybe a little funny that you bring up that match next as we do have you know one of the competitors that was involved in that match on the line and and honestly somebody who who may have lost his life had had Funky not you know made specific decisions that he did towards the end of that match. So, Without any further ado, allow me to go ahead and bring on Remy. Remy, how are you doing this evening? I'm all right, man. What's cracking? I'm going to try to keep it as clean as possible. Hey, it's it's appreciated. I know intern Timmy appreciates it. Uh, But we were discussing uh, your match that you had uh, with yourself, Battlecat, and Funky Flex that took place at Apocalypse. Uh, Would love to kind of get your side of things. I know you did recently do your your interview where you covered some of that, uh, but I'd love to get your thoughts on the match and actions that may or may not have potentially led to your death. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of funny you say that because I kind of saved Funky's ass a couple of times too, but a fucking rumble in the jungle? Dog. Er, dang. Sorry, Marcus. I stole your ass bomb. Uh, that, that whole match was wild. Battle Cat was chasing me and Funky around with a chainsaw. I tried to drown Funky. And alligator fucking was going to get him when I was drowning him. So, wrestled the alligator and then a whole bunch of crazy shit. Funky beating me up with rocks and everything else. I got, I got messed up. I ain't going to lie. Well, it was definitely, you know, I got definitely an interesting sight. But, yeah, Marcus, what do you got for uh, Remy here? You know, Remy, I, I got to say, you one of the realest ones in the FWWC. And, you know, I know you don't back down from any challenge. That's been well documented. But come on, man. I mean, how hard, how difficult is it fighting in such a just horrible place like a jungle? You got all this, you know, trees and, and swamps and, you know, all that other mess. I mean, how, how do you mentally prepare and get through something like that? You, you can't. That's why I was laughing when you announced it. I, dude, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to smack fire out of you. Like, what the heck were you thinking? And then, it's cool. It's whatever. I'm going to go in there and do my thing regardless. Because you can't prepare for that type of match at all. 
Well, you're 100% right. There's There are certain match types that you really can't prepare for. Um, that being said, looking at, you know, Apocalypse kind of in the rearview mirror, and obviously looking at Hell in a Cell coming up in, in just a little under a month, um, what should we expect from Remy, or where should we expect to see you moving as we move towards the next pay-per-view? Actually, that's kind of the reason I called in, because I told Marcus I was about to bust in his office and shit was about to get real. Because I seen uh, it was Safety Saint, Voorhees, and somebody else got in this match uh, for a title. And I'm thinking, like, are you kidding me? Saint just got here. Voorhees can't win. And this other dude is just ridiculous all around. And then came the news where me, Battlecat, and Enchantress are in a trio of matches for the number one contender for the UHC. So I'm like, all right, it's cool. Not going to come in here and mess stuff up. But what I am going to come in here and say, I'm, I need to speak to two members of your punk law familiar family, uh, Mr. Welder and <clears throat> Hardcore Sis, the world's biggest pawn. She always got something to say. When I'm when I drop my promos and everything else, but I gotta ask you, Curtis, why do you keep bringing her out of the damn hog farm? Leave her where she belongs. And Mr. Uh, Robert, um, yeah. You may have a W over me, but that's because I didn't show up to Blue Brand because I'm tired of smelling this. It's ridiculous. But when I did show up to FWWC Monday Raw, you still couldn't beat me. So you can only beat me when I don't show up. So what's the deal? Other than that, I'm Gucci. That's all I got to say. All right. Well, Coming in and going out like a hurricane, that is none other than Remy Ricks. And obviously, he did a very good job of, of keeping the language PG tonight. So I know that intern Timmy is going to send them a gift basket for that. Uh, but we do want to thank Remy for joining us here. Uh, we are going to go ahead and jump over uh, to our next blue brand uh, matchup. Um, and we'll talk to bring Jewel on the line here shortly. Uh, and we may end up discussing a couple of matches, uh, but I do want to go ahead and discuss uh, specifically uh, what was one of the main events of the show. Obviously, you know, a little behind the trios match maybe and a little behind the hardcore, but so very high on the card. Um, and that was the FHC championship in which we saw Tank Westbrook facing off against Big T. Um, and ultimately, I'm not live. I was pretty, you know, excited to see that we saw Tank pull off the victory. He he won the FHC championship away from Big T. Um, and so, really, without any further ado, allow me to go ahead and bring on your FHC champion, Tank Westbrook. Tank, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, sir. How you doing, my brother? How you doing? I'm I'm Round doing great. Hey, Marcus, are, are you there? 
You know what? I want to give you a round of applause, Tank. And you know why? Because, and this is going to be a shock to Curtis. This is really going to be a shock to Tank. Excuse me. I am happy. I am happy that you won the FHC. Okay? And you want to know why? Sure. Because Big T, he don't deserve that belt. All he does is run his mouth. That's all Big T does is run his mouth and blow smoke up everyone's ass. He is not a true FHC champion. I would rather the belt be on Tank Westbrook than that bone. Wow. Okay. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little shocked here. Don't believe it, Curtis, because there's some shenanigans behind it. I know there is. Uh, there mean, is no shenanigans. That is 100% the realness from Marcus Mayhem. Uh, all right. I'm right. taking it face value for the moment. Um, so, Tank, you know, we, we, we've talked about it, but I, I want to get your thoughts, you know, Lifting that FHC championship, you know, Sunday night, um, you know, what were you feeling? What were you thinking? And, and where are we going to see Tank, you know, as we move uh, forward to Hell in a Cell? Well, uh, a little earlier in the night, I had, you know, went through a match. Um, you didn't really talk about it yet, but uh, it's yeah, the I was going to get to it here, but yeah. Um, definitely I was a little sore from that match because you know I did end up losing that to La Familia's own Corbin Slater, um, but it's okay. Uh, I rebounded, and you know, like I said before, when I came back from my suspension, you just gotta brush things off and move on, move forward, and that's what I did. And I became the you know FWWC heavyweight champion. Um, this is the second time I've held this title, and uh, from now on, I, I'm not. You know, I'm just here to have fun. And I'm going to represent the blue brand um, moving forward uh, a lot better. And I'm, I'm ready for war, whatever um, the La Familia shenanigans have. Well, speaking of La Familia shenanigans, you know, as it's been well documented that, you know, you have someone from La Familia who's, you know, got the opportunity to take what you have. I mean, what are your thoughts on, you know, knowing that someone can just swoop in and, you know, take your newly won title? Um, well, here's the thing. It, they really can't just take my title. They actually have to fight me for it. Um, and that's, you know, what Corbin Slater is trying to say, that I, I want to lose it no matter what. Um, he might feel that way. He might think that way, but it's not what's going to happen. He can try and try, and once he cashes that title in, he's going to lose that title, and then he's going to lose the match against me. It's not – I'm not boasting myself up, but I, I'm very highly confident in myself with this new new uh, attitude in my system. So good luck, Corbin Slater, is that all I can say. Um, not only do that, but I have La Familia's own hardcore horse who I have to face its uh, Survivor Series. So, I mean, no matter what, I, I have a – very hard task in front of me, um, but you know it's it's always there. I'm willing to take on the challenges. And I think that's you know that's definitely the right way to look at it, um, especially given like you can't 
can't really control, you know, what's out of your hands there. Um, that being said, I think I'd be remiss to at least not bring this up, and I'm going to try to get, you know, every competitor's thoughts that was involved in this match, you know, that we're able to get on tonight. Um, but that's, the match, obviously, is going to be that, uh, you know, trios, uh, apocalypse cage match that, that took place between uh, the Red Brand and the Brand. Um, and ultimately uh, some type of advantage now going into uh, FWWC Survivor Series is going to be granted towards the winning team. Um, with that being said, I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on that match. Um, you know, again, not, not to rub it in anybody's face, but, but Blue was, was fairly dominant in that match. Um, so just kind of love to hear your thoughts uh, before we uh, let you go this evening. Uh, I, got, I got one question for you, um, Curtis. Did I not? Tell you that you'd be walking out with the victory of your of your head. You did. All right. Now this uh, next question is to Mayhem. Mayhem, did I not tell you to make sure that your team that you picked was going to be ready for a fight? You know, Tank. You know, I'm a man who sees the results. No, I'm going to tell you what it is. See, I'm a dictatress, and our team came up short. And, you know, like I said, it's a team effort. They lost, and I have to take responsibility for that as the GM. You know, I thought I had a very good team lined up, and clearly they didn't hold up to the blue brand as I expected. So, you know, it was disappointing, but the better team won. You know, congrats to you guys. I'm not going to take anything away from you, but, you know, we're going to take this loss and learn from it. And whatever happens at Survivor Series, we're going to take it and we're going to run with it. So whatever happens, happens. We lost. Um, It's stunk. And, you know, the way we we lost, we lost in a convincing way and, you know, left a bad taste in our mouths. But you know what? We're going to step up and we're we're going to come back from this. So. Well, I hope you do because the Survivor Series, most likely there will be red versus blue again. And with us having that advantage, I don't know what it is. I, I highly doubt right now that your team is going to be behind you going into this. So, good luck. Um, I'm sorry to tell you that you all sucked that night. So, Curtis, congratulations on getting that victory. All right. Well, th- well, thanks for joining us here, Tank. We've, we've got a few more callers to get to, so we are going to let you go. But before we do, uh, any final thoughts for the FWWC universe before we let you go tonight? Anybody and everybody that's listening, just go out there, have fun. That's what we're here for, especially to be here in the uh, world's pre- you know, premier fantasy league of wrestling. This is a dream come true to us. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us this evening, Tank. Uh, and obviously, congratulations on, on pulling off that win as the FHC. And excited to see what you do as champion here. Um, we are going to go ahead and jump over uh, to Marcus here. We are going to cover probably another two matches, and then we're going to go ahead and take a short break uh, to thank our sponsors. But again, Marcus, what are we going to go ahead and discuss next for the red brand from FBC The next match we're going to get into was the much-anticipated match for the golden chicken between Saint and Bishop. Now, even before Saint got the red, him and himself and Bishop got into a fight on Raw, and Bishop came out the victor. So 
you know, Saint wanted him to have to crack at him. You know, and, uh, you know, myself being a man of the people, I decided to grant that to him and add a little stipulation to it, a little, little sugar to the pot. And Bishop came out with another win against Saint. And, you know, Saint understood. He, he accepted his loss like a man. And Bishop now holds the golden ticket. There's rumors going around about, um, you know, maybe cashing in sooner than later. We'll have to see about that. But Bishop right now has the power to cash in against um, any champion who holds a belt on red except the Universal Championship. So I'm curious to see is it, is it going to be Funky Flex or is it going to be El Mata? So. We're going to have to wait and see. I mean, it's definitely exciting. And, you know, we've got uh, yet to have our golden ticket situation fully resolved over on Blue uh, from Apocalypse. And we'll, you know, hopefully get some of those results here from Monday and Tuesday night in just a little bit. Uh, But you're 100% right in that those golden tickets uh, create an extra little dynamic to everything. And there's unpredictability about when they're going to cash in. Um, or anything like that. Um, so uh, exciting to see what's going to happen there. And, you know, mentioning uh, that golden ticket, uh, I do want to go ahead and bring on the man who is currently holding uh, that golden ticket and is the man who, who's got quite a bit of an opportunity when he does decide it's time to cash that in. So uh, without any further ado, allow me to go ahead and bring on the one and only Bishop. Bishop, how are you doing this evening? Good evening, gentlemen. How are you all doing this evening? What's going on, Bishop? Doing great. Uh, now, like I said, it's, it sounds like you had a, a pretty good evening uh, at FWWC Apocalypse here. You know, we've already discussed it. I'd love to go ahead and hear your thoughts on your match uh, that you had with Savior Saint. i tell you what. I got a golden ticket. You see, at Apocalypse, me and Saint went back and forth. And again, he gave me the fight of my life just like he did on Tuesday. But once again, I walked out, not only with the W, but with the golden ticket. And you mentioned about which title I'm going to challenge for. Well, you see, um, I've got my eye on a certain person that calls himself Funky Three Belts. And I want to let you know right here, right now, that I intend on cashing in at the next pay-per-view being Hell in a Cell. But the question is, for Funky Flex, which version of Bishop is he going to face? Is he going to face the Southern Street Preacher, or is he going to face the big Brother Brown there? And so one of those titles is coming home with Bishop. And Funky Flex, I look forward to seeing you at Hell in the Cell. All right, well, that's that's good to know, you know. I that's that's big news, uh, Funky Flex. I hope you're listening. He's he's pretty much calling you out and saying, "Listen, this is the time and place." <laughs> you're a little slow, intern Timmy, but but thank you. Jeez, Timmy, really right in the middle of talking. But um, you know, I gotta ask you: is it is it wise to you know just call him out? Right here, right now. I mean, wouldn't you want to just kind of keep the element of surprise? Maybe, 
you know, tease him a little bit, maybe come in on a Monday or Tuesday and say, you know, I'm going to cash it in, you know what, never mind. Kind of psych him out, or you're just that confident you're just going to walk in there and beat him. Well, don't get me wrong, Funky is a great competitor. He is one of the OGs here in uh, the FWWC. As far as the element of surprise goes, he, like I said, he doesn't know which version of Bishop he's getting. He could get the holy man, preacher man, or he could get the animalistic brother brown bear. Now, Mr. Black Guy, unfortunately, <laughs> knows all about brother brown bear. Uh, he's he never been inside of the ring with him. So... I think I'll tease him with that a little bit because he doesn't know which side he's getting. Well, I I definitely, I got to say, after having, you know, gone back and and watched your match that you had with Guy, unfortunately I I had to be out of the office that evening or out of the scene of that and wasn't able to see it. Uh, It was definitely, definitely a a brutal match. So, uh, you know, just knowing Funky, I've got to say, you know, if if I had my was able to give him my thoughts, I, I definitely know uh, which of the two I'd be recommending to him. But uh, before we let you go here, Bishop, as we are uh, about to our next uh, point where we need to thank our sponsors, is there uh, any final thoughts or, or anything you want to go ahead and let the FWWC universe know before we let you go this evening? You know, at SummerSlam, unfortunately, I didn't walk out with gold. But I just get that feeling that at Hell in a Cell, I'm going to plan on walking out with one of those titles. Now, which one? That's the question. I'm not sure yet because there's so many to choose from. I could go after the European title. I could go after the U.S. title. So I guess we'll just have to stay tuned, and I'll see you all soon and very soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I don't know which one I want to see. Like, I know from just like a brutality standpoint, which one I'd like to see, but like the funky and Bishop go back so far already in, in Bishop's, you know, still kind of growing career here in the FWBC, but those two have built up such a rivalry over the last few months. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited to see him go at it again. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's going to be fun, and, you know, Funky's always up for the challenge. You know, whoever Bishop decides to bring to the party, I guarantee you Funky is going to be down and ready for the challenge. At 100%. Well, we are going to go ahead and take a, a short break here while I go ahead and thank our sponsors again, the Russell Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee, absolutely knocking it out of the park Every single time, uh, another great show, number 24, uh, the best of the best featuring Shane Jones, Victor Cruz, and Fred Yehi. I, I cannot, rec- again, I, I, I say this every week, but every week I mean it just as much as I did the week before. Uh, check out the Rust Talk podcast if you have not seen or uh, were not able to catch it live last night. Uh, then make sure you go back to the Rust Talk podcast with Joe and Ray, either Facebook page or YouTube page, uh, and check that out. And also make sure uh, that you check out next week's episode where Wow Women of Wrestling take over the show. Both guests 
uh, from WOW Women of Wrestling. So make sure you check it out. It's going to be another killer show. Absolutely know uh, that Joe and Ray are going to uh, knock it out of the park. And make sure you're also staying tuned for the FWWC segment, as I know we've got people calling in every week and absolutely killing it and, and making some really interesting things known uh, on there as well. So much thanks and love to our sponsors, uh, the Russell Talk Podcast, Joe and Ray. Um, and with that being said, um, it's going to kind of turn into, I think, more of an FWWC apocalypse show. But, hey, uh, it only ha- you only get your first show like that once. once. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and, and enjoy it while we've got it here. So uh, we are going to go ahead and discuss our next match uh, fl- from the Blue Brand. And it did involve um, an individual from the FWWC Red Brand due to how the tag teams are, are currently uh, allowed in the FWWC, actually two. Um, and I'm going to be bringing on one of them here momentarily. Well, maybe. Thought we had him on hold, and and it looks nice. So if if Savior Saint calls back, we'll get him on the line here. But we are going to go ahead and discuss uh, the first of two tag matches that we had uh, on the FWBC Apocalypse card for Blue Brand, and that's how the Grim Reefers facing off uh, against the Bad Bitches. Basically, the bitches had laid down a challenge uh, that uh, you know. If we beat you, we get a shot in the cell, making it a triple threat. Um, and ultimately, we saw all four members laid out with no clear winner on Sunday night, which means that this coming Monday um, in a co-main event, uh, we will see the Grim Reefers and the Bad Bitches facing off again. Uh, winner takes all. Whoever, if the Bad Bitches win, they are in. Um, at FWBC Hell in a Cell, if the Grim Reefers win, then it will be a one-on-one match. Uh, and the winner of another match that we will see taking place on Monday night, uh, which actually continued through this entire week. Uh, and that was a tag team turmoil match that started with four teams, the Kings of War, uh, that being Tank Westbrook and King Jerobi, uh, the Hefty Boys, that being Hardcore Haas and the brick wall, James Butkus, uh, the Casey connection of Big T and Elite Shore to Kansas City and Trucking Nightmares, the team of Jimbo Slice and Nightmare Jones. Um, we saw the two members of La Familia, or the four members of La Familia, take out me, three members and a tag team partner, excuse me, um, take out the rest of the competition, leaving only the Hefty Boys and Trucking Nightmares standing. And at the end of Monday night, that was the same. So this Monday, we will also see the Hefty Boys facing off against the Trucking Nightmares for the final time. And we will have a winner. Um, and that winner will go on to face either the Grifers or the Grifers and the Bad Bitches at FWWC Hell in a Cell. So uh, I'll go ahead and throw over to you to discuss a little bit more on Red here, but but definitely some exciting stuff going on in the tag division over on Blue. Yeah, you got a lot going on over there. I'm telling you, I mean, it's hard it's hard to choose, honestly. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, everyone you just named, and, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to choose a favorite. I mean, of course you're going to roll with the tag team champions. You know, they were handed the tag titles by Money Man Mills, you know, stolen from me and Monta. But, um, you know, you can't help but choose them as the odds on favorites, but we all know the bad bitches. We all know what they're capable of, what they've done before. And, you know, I got to tell the Grand Reapers, man, you, you're going to have 
fucking cut out for you. And especially with the freaking nightmares and, you know, Nightmare Jones and, you know, Jimbo Slice. Those are not forgotten men. I mean, those are the OGs, and they know how to get it done. So it's a toss-up. It can be anybody who comes out winning those tag belts. No, it's going to be interesting, and and like I said, so many moving parts going into this Monday, um, and a lot of matches that that we're going to see some resolution to this coming Monday. Um, It's exciting to see what's going to happen, and obviously, you know, to see a few weeks of of build uh, with whatever tag teams ended up going in, it's going to be exciting, and and obviously you have vested interest on on who's coming out of hell in the cell as champions, uh, given what we've heard from you guys out of Super Series and, and what's going on on Red Brand. So uh, definitely excited to, to see where that goes. But uh, Marcus, what do we have to discuss from Red Brand uh, for uh, FWBC Apocalypse? Yeah, Curtis, the next match we're going to get into was for the European Championship with our champion Funky Flex defending in a triple threat match against Robert and Savior Saint. Now, seeing that, you know, it's uh, pretty much a two out of three chance that SOF will walk out with the belt. Robert was not going to be afraid. He was not going to be intimidated. He put up one hell of a fight against Funky and Saint. You know, of course, they're brothers. So at times it was a two on one, but Robert getting beat down. But, you know, he didn't give up. He kept fighting. He stood up like all good La Familia members, especially from the Death Hawks. Because we don't back down. We always keep fighting. And unfortunately, he came up short, and Funky retained his European championship in a hard-fought match. Okay. And, and that, you're right. And that was, and you know, Funky had an amazing, you know, apocalypse. I'm not going to take anything away from him. Uh, Funky three belts, it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm not going to lie. What I want to talk to, and it's what you mentioned, is this whole... I don't even know any other way of describing it. NWO black and white versus NWO Wolfpack situation that you seem to be having going on because you have your three camps that seem to have rallied around different birds of prey, some symbolism. I just, I'm curious what is going on. And yeah, I don't, I know you're probably not going to air the family issues, but I mean, it's interesting for all of us sitting out here. What's going on? No, Curtis, I'm going to tell you what's up, Curtis. You want to know what's going on, Curtis? I do. All right, Curtis. Let me let me tell you the real spill. It's a lot of jealousy in La Familia. You see, we're we're always a tight knit family. Of course, family squabbles are going to happen. But it seems like ever since El Monte named me second in command, second in charge as a lieutenant of La Familia, it's been some jealousy going around, especially guys like Richard Priest and, you know, uh, Corbin Slater and, uh, you know, Hardcore Hoss and stuff. I mean, they're, they're jealous. I mean, Richard Priest made a whole promo about why he thinks he's better than me. Just to boost his own ego because he knows he's trash compared to me. Yeah, he got there first, but when it comes to our familiar business, I've been there the longest. You know, you got hardcore since saying I'm just a yes man, I kiss ass. No, it's called loyalty and getting the job done. And they can't take the fact that I'm a natural born leader, I'm the one with the 
the one with everything that is required to take over the family whenever it's needed. And the only two people who have my back right now who understand my position and understand where I'm going with La Familia is Robert and Phil Neal. And that's okay, why we and decided I'm... to be together. Well, and I want to, and I don't mean to interrupt you because this is this is juicy and I love it. But I actually have one of your your brothers who's loyal to you on the line. So, without further ado, WWE's universe, allow me to to bring on somebody we haven't had on the podcast in quite a while here. Heel deal, heel deal. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Marcus Mayhem, my brother. To sweep me through the airwaves. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Before you get started, brother, Curtis, the next time I'm on the line and you bring on Hill Deal, you will address us as one of the greatest tag teams of all times, the first ever unified tag team champion in FWWC history, Heel Mayhem. Boom. Boom! <laughs> uh, all right, so so we brought you on. You, you've obviously heard what your your brother Mayhem had to say uh, regarding the whole situation. Um, I'm assuming you're going to kind of be fairly in line with him, but I'd love to get your thoughts not only on on what's going on, but but as well as activity we saw. Sorry, can you repeat that last part? Yeah, let's let's talk about your your feelings in this La Familia situation, and then your match on Sunday as well. That beat down a KOB. Oh well, well first off, it you know family has their squabbles, but we're La Familia. At the end of the day, we are always going to be family. We're always going to have each other's back. You come after us, you're going to have to deal with all of us. Absolutely. But as far as our our personal matters go, it's all jealousy. It's all jealousy. Jealous of Marcus Mayhem and what he what he has accomplished. Jealousy that we we are the greatest tag team that's not the tag team champions right now. That it's just pure jealousy in what people like us and Marcus Mayhem have accomplished and people wishing they could have the relevancy that we have and that the only way they still have it is because they are family. And as far as KOB is concerned, I said in my promo I was going to beat him in the middle of that ring, one, two, three, and the heel deal always, 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 always delivers on those promises. Marcus, any any questions for your brother here? You know, you know, we we've been through a lot. You know, we've we've tagged together, we've dominated the tag division, we we've done it all. But you know, we we need to further show the FWWC. We have to further show the rest of the jealous jealous family members in La Familia, the reason why me, you, Robert, the outsiders, the death hawks, why we are forced to be reckoned with. Absolutely. I think the three of us need to start 
doing it every single week. We go up against those who think they are the best, and then we show them who really is the best. Uh, All right, before we uh, let you go here, Hale Deal, any final thoughts for the FWWC universe uh, before we let you get back out to that Canadian wilderness that you live in? They, hold, hold on, hold on. The, Cana- the heel deal does not live in the Canadian wilderness. I'm not an animal. The heel deal lives in a fabulous palace. It's a palace is it what it is in this great nation of Canada. And the last thing that the heel deal has to say, the last thing the heel deal has to say is that he's been going through some problems. He's been going through some issues. He's getting it settled. He's getting it sorted, sorted out. And soon, very soon, once again, the heel deal is going to have championship gold around his waist here in the FWWC because it's been too long. And it's time for the drought to end and let the championships rain down once again on the heel deal. Boom. All right. Well, a man who is, you never short of knowing what he, what his intentions are, what his feelings are. Thank you uh, for joining us again. Heel deal uh, was definitely interesting insight, not only into the issues with La Familia, but uh, into his, his, as he said, personal demons or issues that, that he seems to be wrestling with. Uh, but I'll go ahead and uh, we'll keep moving here. And we're going to go back to um, the next match we're going to go ahead and discuss for the blue brand uh, from Apocalypse. And the mat, uh, we're going to go ahead and cover two matches here. Uh, the first of which was a match that was alluded to by Tank Westbrook, but we're going to go ahead and, and again put out out in the open here was the winner takes all match for the Intercontinental Championship and the Legend Championship, uh, seeing the Legend Champion Corbin Slater facing off against the uh, Intercont- then Intercontinental Champion at the time Tank Westbrook, and, and also facing off then against Hardcore. Had one opportunity with the trade. Uh, that took place after FWWC SummerSlam. That all being said, we ultimately did see Corbin Slater walk out the victor and thus revealing his own mini-faction of himself. I believe it was Nightmare Jones and Jimbo Slice uh, that are amongst those three individuals. And I don't exactly remember their name, Marcus. Do you happen to to have their name on on hand? Well, the three is... Uh, it's not. It's Rick Price. See, the American oh, Eagles yeah. is the American Eagles consist of uh, hardcore crybaby hearts, hardcore, you know, Aleutis, and old man Jimbo Slice. Those are the three okay. American Eagles. Gotcha. Okay, that that makes more sense now. But that being said, we did. Later, walk out with both the Intercontinental and Legends Championship, and we've obviously been seeing him already starting to make Tank's life a living hell regarding talking about cashing and things like that. 
But as we've seen, Tank definitely doesn't seem phased by that, and he's, he's going to take it as it comes. And then the other uh, match that we're going to go ahead and discuss here uh, was the women's number one contendership match that saw Allison Shiaticus, which if she won, she was going to be choosing her opponent facing off against the Enchantress, Hardcore, and Fallen. And Hardcore says did walk out of FWWC Apocalypse, the number one contender, which means at FWWC Hell in a Cell, we will see Allison Shea Atticus facing off again against Hardcore says, uh, this time for uh, the women's championship. Um, do you have uh, what other matches do we have from Red Brand here, Marcus? I know we're getting to the end of our time, so uh, we're going to go ahead and try to finish up Apocalypse here. What else do we have from the Red Brand? Um, another match we're going to get into is the match for the United States Championship. Now, originally, it was between the champion Theory going against Robert, who earns himself a shot at Theory for the United States Championship. But Funky, with his own golden ticket he won previously, decided to cash in the week of and insert himself into the United States Championship. And what did Funky do? He went in there and won that match also. I mean, the man had a clean sweep. He won every match he was in, and that is why he calls himself Funky Three Bells. I, I got to say, I mean, he had such a great night at FWC Apocalypse. Like, you really, you can't underplay, you know, what he was able to accomplish. So, you know, congratulations to Funky. Um, to, to see him pull that off, and I guess especially against the names that, you know, that you're saying here, uh, Theory of being involved in the match, uh, Robert being involved. Um, I believe it's intern Chimmy's checking my notes here, making sure he got everything right. Uh, but just the fact that Funky was able to pull off what he did, and, and at the end of the night was able to not only hold up two belts but have the Warriors Heart Championship around his waist uh, was was impressive. Uh, and and you know all credit to him. Um, you know he he's been a hell of a Warriors Heart champion and a hell of a champion holding up. Uh, these the belts so I just uh, is amazing uh, cannot cannot say enough about that and uh, we're gonna go ahead and finish off uh, the FWBC Blue Brand matches here uh, we just have a couple more that I want to go ahead and just mention real quickly uh, we did see a Boardwalk Brawl match that saw Hardcore Haas facing off against JJ the Common Man uh, with Hardcore Haas coming out the victor there. And we had a last stand, last man standing match in which DJZ was able uh, to beat Flying Jake Ryan down to the point where he was not able to meet that 10 count. And we did see DJZ coming out the victor. Uh, we had a golden ticket ladder match, which will be continuing on, which currently we were seeing Jimbo Slice, DJZ, Hardcore Haas, and the Brickwall James Butkus all moving out of Apocalypse and all having moved through this week. Uh, so this Monday we will see the finals of that match. And then finally, uh, the the last match that we still have to, to discuss uh, and the match that, again, we're, we're seeing continue on uh, was the match against myself and El Moderatus. And, and in that match, uh, you know, I'm not going to die. I'm still sore from my match with him um, on Sunday and then, you know, continuing things over on into Tuesday. Um, I, I can, you know, still have, have a hard time moving around, but I am going to be ready for Monday. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to finish this and to, to earn my opportunity, uh, at FWW Survivor Series. 
Um, Marcus, any thoughts on that match or, or any of the other matches I've discussed here uh, before we kind of uh, move into the end of our evening? You know, it's just interesting between, you know, you and El Mata and, you know, I know you've been chomping at the bit after the little episode at, you know, Universe Mania. I mean, not Universe Mania, Survivor Series. And I know you're just you're just itching to get redemption. And, you know, I'm kind of glad it's going as far. That means it's more action for the FWWC universe in my eyes. I mean, you're not wrong, but my body is kind of being like, well, yeah, it's good to put on but man, it hurts to get beat by him. Oh, it hurts. It's hard. But that does bring us uh, to the end of our evening here. Now, I will say, I do see I have one caller on that we have we have a couple on that I haven't gotten to bring on. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on one of them here in just a moment. Uh, but we do have a caller at the last four digits, 9044. I don't seem to have you in my notes. So if you can go ahead and send me a direct message on Facebook, just let me know who you are so I can bring you on. That Great. But that being said, I do have to bring on a man who I kind of expect for him to be angry uh, because he was beat in his own home. So I'm going to ask that he not bring any knives into the studio tonight because me and Marcus both want to walk out of here with all of our limbs and organs still attached. So without any further ado, allow me to go ahead and bring on the one and only for he Voorhees, are you with us? Maybe he's too embarrassed to get on. Voorhees. Oh crap. I shouldn't have said that. Can, can you snuck hear up me? On. Yes, snuck up on Un- Unfortunately, yes, unfortunately. What do you mean, unfortunately? You know what, Voorhees? Tonight is not the night for your mess, okay? I am not I am not trying to roast you tonight. I know you're upset that you got beat by, you know, a guy who is, you know, five foot six, a hundred pounds at best, soaking wet, and you got beat by that guy at your own house. That's like, you know, that's embarrassing, man. I mean you got you got bitch swipe at your own house. Like how do you how do you deal with that? I don't think you wanna go there. I wanna go there. I wanna know your answer, Voorhees. You let this scrawny, scrawny lollipop-looking dude beat your ass at your own house and take your cookies. How are you going to let him take your cookies, Voorhees? Mr. Mayhem, I'm going to come see you personally. Let's get on. This has, rest of no, the this has nothing to do with me, Voorhees. You need to answer the question, okay? If the battle was at Crystal Lake, okay, you have... By far the advantage, okay? No matter where Douglas James ran, you would slowly catch up to him anyway. You've seen the movies. We've seen you in action. And yet, you know, he comes there and beats the brakes off of you and takes your cookies. Okay, Voorhees, I know you're embarrassed. I ain't going to that he was going to regain Crystal Lake Fifthly Street in your honor. Explain yourself. When I do catch him... I'm taking him to a slaughterhouse. And if you want to be a witness, you can show up too. 
I'm not into that kinky stuff, so I'll pass. I don't think anybody here like Snuff Gold. I, I don't think anybody here like Snuff Gold. No, Invite Curtis. Curtis is always up for it. He's up for a good time. I mean, he is the the king of hardcore. It shouldn't even phase him. Hard pass. Anyway, so Voorhees. Uh, so taking taking your loss into consideration, um, taking the maybe I'll say issues that you've had. Um, with, with with pulling off the, the victory here recently. Uh, what should we expect given that, you know, we're coming up on a pay-per-view that seems tailor-made for somebody like you? What what should we expect to see from Voorhees at, at FWBC Hell in a Cell? At Hell in a Cell, there will be more pain. And when I say more pain, it's not just the pain that I just give is going to be excruciating. And yes, I am upset that I did lose at my own Crystal Lake, but that won't happen too many more times. And I will say this, the pressure is on your La Familia, a bunch of rats, that will be dead rats, and I guarantee that. Whoa, 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 boy! Don't run around <laughs> threatening the family. I will, I will drop this headset and and whoop your ass right now. Don't you even, don't you even dare, Voorhees. For someone who got beat by you know a piece of paper, as in you know Douglas James, you got the balls to come out and challenge the family. You can't even beat Douglas James. You better stay in lane for ease because I'm going to come down in, in my Kia and I'm going to come down there and I'm going to whoop your ass myself at Crystal Lake and I'm going to rename it after me. Okay, I'm going to call this Crystal Lake of Mayhem. That sounds pretty good, Voorhees. I think I might do that. Why don't you make that match happen? I challenge you. Know you know what, Voorhees? I don't even know if you're really upset. You sound the same regardless. Are you upset or are you just bullshitting with me? Pissed off is the word. Okay, you use okay. all these big words you here. can't spell. No, I'm not done. I'm not done yet. You use all these big words you can't spell, Voorhees. Voorhees, Voorhees is not even supposed to have a broad vocabulary. He's supposed to say, you know, kill and slash and, and fall and all this other stuff. Not excruciating. I mean, you can't even spell it. Spell excruciating. Nope. Nope. You're very funny. We're almost out of time here. So I'm going to... All right. Voorhees. I got one more caller, and then we have to do promo of the week. So we've got to let you go. But before we do, what are your final thoughts before we let you go? One message to one L. I'm coming for you and that hybrid title of yours. Okay, I oh all right. We're gonna rapid fire this. We're gonna we're gonna give the last caller a chance to talk and and we've gotta we got to get to promo of the week here because we are about out of time. But 
Uh, we, we did go ahead and discuss this individual's match here a little bit ago. They were actually involved in two at FWWC Apocalypse. Uh, we saw them involved in the women's number one contendership match. We also saw them involved in the winner-takes-all match uh, with Slater, Tank and Hardcore Sis. So allow me to go ahead and bring on, without any further ado, the new number one contender for the women's championship, Hardcore Sis. Hardcore Sis, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing just great. <laughs> you know, let me first say uh, to you, Mr. Voorhees, you need to stay in your lane. Don't mess in the family business because, like Mayhem said, you mess in the family business, you may get yourself hurt. Um, to Remy Ricks, I just want to say, you keep running your mouth to me, boy, and sticking your nose in my business, you're going to be noseless. Keep messing with me. And you want to call me a pig? Please. Have you looked at some of your promos? sitting there eating your little nuggets, and you are the nastiest, most disgusting cow I have ever seen. And when you sat there eating your nuggets, you look like a cow chewing his cud. And then you want to call me a pig? Look, you look like one of the cows I could go out in the field and milk, and no thank you, I have no desire to do that. You stay in your lane before you come up, not only noseless, but eyesless and headless. And uh, I can feed you to the fishes. Keep messing with me. Stay out of my business. And I mean do it. I mean it. Now, Mr. Mayhem, <laughs> jealous? <laughs> you think the rest of the family is jealous of you? Please, son. The only person who is jealous of you is you. You're the one jealous because you are not in the ring competing. You're a GM. You can run your mouth and say what you can because you don't have to back up some of the stuff you say. Okay, until you're back in the ring competing on a regular basis, you've got your two little goons to do it, one of which is nuttier than a damn fruitcake. Okay, say the word little Euro, and he loses his mind, which he probably didn't have anyway. All right, don't put down the rest of the family and say that we're jealous of you because we're not jealous of you because you're number two. You know what number two is, right? And it ain't nice. No one wants to be around that stinky stuff. I'm you gentlemen shit. have a really nice day and a really nice evening. And La Familia forever. And uh, Mr. Mayhem, bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> okay. All right. Whew. It's been a, okay. We're gonna we're just gonna get right into this here because uh, we are already running over time. Um, get your shit together. All right, so, uh, would you want to go ahead and announce? our promo of the week this week. And I've got to say, this week was hard. Um, and it is, you know, most weeks is difficult, but pay-per-view week specifically, you know, everybody seems to pull out the big guns um, and, and we get the best work out of people. And I'm going to say, you know, um, there there can be things said for, for this individual's promos in the past, um, both good and bad. Uh, but I really feel like, you know, we saw something special out of this person uh, this week. Um, and the promo of the week is going to go to uh, Tank Westbrook uh, for the promo that was dropped on Sunday uh, titled 
and busy. Um, I just I felt like we saw a passion from Tank that we haven't uh, maybe seen in a promo in, in a while, um, and I was just really impressed in his ability to kind of you know handle all of you know what he had going on this Sunday and and kind of you know logically go from one place to another. So um, Marcus, your thoughts on the promo, um, and uh, any other thoughts you had before we'll uh, get up on out of here. You know, I already gave enough you know positive props to Tank. I don't think I want to give him any more. I think I've given enough for the night. Fair enough. I I, I get it. You know, there's that that, that old history of La Familia SPC. I understand. We'll go ahead and leave it at that. But before we go, I do want to thank one more time our sponsors, the Russell Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Um, Like I said before, uh, Best of the Best, Episode 264 featuring Shane Jones, Victor Cortez, and Fred Yehi, if you have not checked it out, make sure you go back and re-listen to uh, from, uh, the Facebook page or on uh, the uh, Russell Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee YouTube page. Also check out WrestleTalkPodcast.com uh, even uh, to find more information on the FWWC, more information on the Russell Talk Podcast mugs, and anything else you want to find out about their sponsors and anything you need to know about the Rust Talk Podcast. But on behalf of Marcus Mayhem, I am Curtis Black. This is episode 126, and we will see you next episode 127 of the uh, FWWC tonight. You all have a great evening. Deuces. <laughs>